You're listening to the Bring the Light podcast, episode number nine. I want to welcome you to the Bring the Light podcast, where each of us have a light within us waiting to be shared with the world. Everything we do in this life either increases or diminishes this light. As we become more aware, the light becomes our ultimate guidance towards emotional, physical, and spiritual needs. Together, let's take a journey and bring your light to the world. Hi everyone, I'm blessed to be with you guys today. It's a beautiful sunny day and when I look outside and I see the sun, I just remember how much we are blessed in our lives. And so thank you for spending this time and be able to look at life a little bit differently so that we can appreciate those things that are around us. I want to ask you a question before we start. And I wanted to ask you, do you see miracles? Do you see miracles in your life? Have you experienced any miracles lately? And what was it? How did it make you feel? How do you know it was a miracle? I want you to know that miracles are still all around us today. They have never left We've always been able to experience miracles. When we read in the scriptures a lot, we read about Christ and his miracles that he performed, and they had so many miracles happen at that time. But what if we said, you know what? We still have the same miracles today as we did then. Would we start to look at life a little bit differently? With how fast life is going, many times we don't look at these as miracles. We just look at them as coincidences that happened in our life. But when we start to pay attention to each of these miracles, they actually start to grow. And we start seeing them in every facets of our life, all around us happening all the time. I had a miracle that happened to me this week, and so that is what has made me start to think about miracles and why I wanted to talk about it today on the podcast. And so I started thinking about different miracles that happened to me throughout my life. And most of the times when we try to think about miracles, we think that it has to be something like, you know, somebody was miraculously healed from being sick. We think of something worked out that was totally out of our control. And yes, these are miracles But I believe that if we start to pay attention to these very small miracles in our lives, then we will start to see that really they are all around us. So really, what is a miracle? A miracle is when you look at something that you know that could not have come about without divine intervention. And so most of these times, these little things that we experience, we don't look at them as miracles. And I want to tell you that they are miracles. If we really say and acknowledge that these are miracles, I really feel that we will be blessed with more. But the hardest part that comes with miracles is that we have to accept whatever the outcome is. We want to control what these outcomes are. And if it doesn't end up exactly the way that we thought, then of course it wasn't a miracle. But that's not true. We need to look at this and and step away from what the outcome is. A miracle can happen 
even when it does not turn out exactly the way that we thought it was supposed to be. A lot of times we just lack the understanding of what this miracle is, and it's through this process that we actually figure out why we had this miracle happen the way that it did and the way that it ended up to be turning out to be, even if it wasn't the way that we thought it was supposed to be. If we read about what a miracle is, like in the dictionary, it says, Often we describe a miracle as being healed without a full explanation of medical science or as avoiding catastrophic danger. Miracle beneficial event brought out through divine power that mortals do not understand. When it comes to a miracle, we don't have to understand it. We just know that Heavenly Father is there on the other side that, and He's performing it for us. If we start to pick apart the miracles that happen, then we will try to find justification in everything that happens. We will start to pinpoint it to other things. And in the process, we take God out of the process. And so what we want to strive to do is try to bring him back into the process and make, make us realize that these things are coming about because of him. A couple of years ago, we had a huge miracle happen in our life. And I don't know if I've talked about this before, but my three older kids, they've all had ACL surgeries. They've all torn out their knee in sports. And it has been a huge process that we've had to go through to help get them back to where they are right now. My first child, he tore his um, ACL three times. My second one, he tore it twice. And my third child, he, he tore his once. And so my first child, when he was on his mission in um, serving a church mission, he was in Japan. He was there. He had already torn, torn his ACL twice before he started to serve his mission. But while he was on his mission, he ended up getting really sick and they he had to stay in for a long time and it really took a lot of his energy. Once he started to get his energy back, they decided to go see some investigators and the place that he was staying at in Japan had a lot of hills. As he started to push down on on his pedal to go up a hill, his knee, his knee gave out and he ended up tearing his ACL. They ended up having to send him home. And because of my second son, before tearing his, his ACL for the second time, we sent him to New Zealand and to be able to use a surgeon that was there in New Zealand that was on the All Blacks team surgeon. So he was a surgeon for the professional rugby players team there. He had a miracle happen in his life too and was able to get everything taking care of and things like that. But with my third son, and so when he got back, it was kind of a really hard for him that here he went to go serve and now he's home because he tore his ACL. So like I said, we sent him also to New Zealand to go see the surgeon. But in the process of getting him there, this is where the miracle happened. We knew that he was supposed to go there, and we had been talking to the office there and also to the doctor. The doctor had reached out to us many times. 
We decided, though, that me or my husband, we were not going to go to New Zealand to have him, help him get his knee surgery and that he was going to have to do this on his own. He had already been serving a church mission, like I said, and so he was used to being taking care of himself a lot. So we felt that he would be able to get through this also. Just with our family and the family dynamics and things like that, it was really hard for me or my husband to be able to take off for a week. So what I came down to, though, is we needed to have a place that he could stay. He was going to stay with a sister missionary's family that served in Japan with him. And after we figured out that he was going to be able to stay there, we booked everything, the surgery, the flights. Later on, we ended up finding out that he was not going to be able to stay there. And we didn't know where he was going to go. But we just continued to pray to Heavenly Father that he would open up a path that we would be able to, he would be able to stay someplace. And the time was ticking down. We talked to the the hospital, and they said that he could not be released unless he was with an adult that could be with him for 24 hours. And so we were just pleading with Heavenly Father to help us to be able to figure out how this was going to work out. Well, two hours before I had to take him to the airport, I noticed on his Facebook page, he had posted that he was going to New Zealand. And somebody had said, underneath his post, hey, Jace, I'm in Australia right now. I would love to catch up with you when you get here because I'm going to New Zealand next. I told Jace, I said, Jace, somebody just posted this. We need to get a hold of him. We need his help. And so he asked him if he could message us his number. And so my husband ended up calling him. Well, this gentleman He was on a business trip in Australia, and he was going to Auckland that next day, the exact same day that Jace was going to be there. He said that he was supposed to go there with his business partner, and so he got a room that had double beds, but his business partner ended up not being able to come, and he said that Jace could come and stay with him. He also said that that day... He didn't have many meetings. He had one later on that night, but he would be able to stay with him at the hospital, be able to get him from the hospital, and he could stay with him in his hotel room. This was a complete miracle that we needed at this time. He had a place to go. He had someone to watch after him. This gentleman that he ended up staying with, my son met him a couple years earlier. There's this thing within the LDS church that youth from 14 to 18, they get to go experience something called trek. And that is where they do their reenactment of the pioneers going west and the struggles that they go through. When they do this, they have an accompaniment of a mother and a father and then the children. Well, this gentleman was his pa, so it was the dad in this company that watched over him for a few days. 
and they became really close. This was a complete miracle that happened in our life. The only way that this could have laid out was by divine intervention. Later on that day, my husband went to one of my other son's rugby games, and he ended up talking to a friend that we know and told him that he would just send him to, that we just sent Jace to New Zealand. And he said, well, my niece lives there, right in the middle of Auckland. And my husband looked at her him and said, then we need her phone number because we don't know where else he's going to stay. Jace was going to have to stay there for nine days, and we only had the first three days figured out, and we needed to figure out the rest. We ended up getting in contact with his niece, and Jace ended up staying there for the rest of the time. There are things that are happening around us all the time that are miracles being laid out, but we don't look at them as being miracles. We just look at them as being coincidences. But like I said, the more we start to recognize that these are miracles, then the more that can we can allow to have them come into our life. Are you afraid to ask for a miracle? Do you believe that something so small, so insignificant, could be you could ask for a miracle? I want you to know that we can ask for miracles all the time. And they will be granted to us according to our faith. A lot of times we don't feel that we are worthy enough to be able to ask for these miracles, or we don't feel that it's something that is big enough. Nothing in the eyes of a Heavenly Father that is important to us is insignificant to Him. If it matters to us, then it matters to Him. So I wanted to tell you about my miracle that I had this week. My oldest son that I just gave the story about, when he was in high school, his sophomore year, he went to prom and he asked me if I could make him his corsage to go. And so I made it and then in the process other kids in the neighborhood asked me if I could make them. And so I just decided that I would start making them for some people. And as the years have gone on, then many people now know that I make them because the word has really spread. And so I get a lot of orders when it comes to the high school dances. I love to be able to create them because We are all creators within us, and to be able to create something beautiful with your hands, I think is really rewarding to to me, and I love that I'm able to create something so beautiful with, with the creations of our Heavenly Father. Well, this last weekend was homecoming, and I also was helping um, do a wedding. At the beginning of the year, I didn't expect that I would get that many orders in, but when it came down to it, I had a lot of orders. More orders than I have ever had um, while doing this, and so I didn't know how I was going to be able to get it all in, but I just had faith that I was going to just work hard. And as the night before came, during this time, I just don't sleep. I'm up for almost 48 hours just trying to put these together. It came down to it, and I still had a lot to do, and I only had 10 more hours to be able to get this done. I knew that the timing did not work out. 
I was not going to be able to finish these. I really like to have them done by the people, by the time people come and pick them up. But I knew that that was not going to be a possibility. And so I got on my knees and I prayed. I prayed that I would have a miracle that would happen, that my mind would think straight, that my energy would be increased, and that my thoughts would be really sharp. I needed all of these to be able to finish. I also said that if I am able to get this all finished, that I will see that this was a miracle that happened that I will see and acknowledge that this was a miracle. So I just started to work as fast as I could and as hard as I could and to make them a beautiful product in the process. The morning came and I was not finished with them yet and people were coming to start to pick them up. So I woke up my daughter who's 11 and I told her, you have to run basically the shop. When people come, you have to be able to find their order, get it to them, and then also collect the money. And I stayed upstairs and I worked. I told her that if there was ever a problem, she could come up and talk to me, but I was just going to continue to work upstairs. So in the pro- this process, there was a lot of miracles that happened. Did I want to have everything finished by the time people came? Yes, I did. That was my ultimate goal. But that's not how the miracle laid out. There was a few things that happened. First of all, my daughter, who is 11, was able to take care of everything. She was able to find everybody's orders. She was able to collect the money. And she did not get frustrated or have this be too overwhelming for her. Another miracle is that as I worked on things, I brought them down. Nobody came to get their orders until their orders were finished. So even if I still was not finished with them, they didn't come until later when their order was already finished. That was a huge miracle for me. Another one is that I was able to finish everything. After people started to go to the dance, I then had text messages sent to me saying how beautiful their their corsages and boutonnieres were and how how much they loved them. Plus the wedding party sent me a message telling me thank you for the beautiful work. I needed a miracle and I saw God's hands in everything that I did. I saw the way that he laid it out. Did I want to have everything finished by the time people came? Yes, I did. But that was not my miracle and I had to be okay with how the miracle happened. But I told Heavenly Father that I would let people know that I saw a miracle in my life. So then I ended up texting some of my friends the story about how I just had a miracle happen to me because I wanted to let Heavenly Father know that it was the only reason why this happened was because of Him. A couple days later, I ended up getting a text from one of my girlfriends and I wanted to read you the text that she sent to me. I was just overwhelmed with something, spending a lot of time trying to find information to try and help somebody, time I didn't really have, and I thought, wait, Lizzie asked for a miracle, I can also ask for a miracle, and so I did, and I got it immediately, 
Thank you for being such a wonderful example. Love you, sweet friend. We don't have to ask for a miracle when something is big. We just have to have faith that we can ask for a miracle and knowing that it will be granted. These last two scenarios were not where something tragic happened, somebody's really sick, something has to happen so we can have this miraculous healing or any such sort. These are just things in our lives that will make it easier for us. When things matter to us, they matter to Heavenly Father. In the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they have a group of scriptures called the Book of Mormon. Ether 12.18, Moroni is speaking and it says, And neither at any time hath any wrath miracles until after their faith. Wherefore, they first believe in the Son of God. So for these miracles to come about, we have to believe in the Son of God and we have to have faith. In Ammon, Thus God has provided a means that man, through faith, might work mighty miracles. So what is this? both of these scriptures talking about? That we first have to have faith. In order for these miracles to come about, we have to have faith. So a most, the most important thing is to ask us then if this is all about faith. And a critical question to ponder on is, Where do we place our faith? Is our faith focused on simply wanting to to relieve of pain and suffering? Or is it firmly centered on God, the Father, and His holy plan, and that Jesus Christ and His atonement? Faith in the Father and the Son allows us to understand and accept their will as we prepare for eternity. So a critical question to ask ourselves is, where do we place our faith? Is it just so that we can be relieved of pain and suffering? Or is it that we have a knowledge of the big plan, of his holy plan, and of the atonement of Jesus Christ? Having faith in our Father and in his Son, Jesus Christ, allows us to understand and accept their will and how they choose to perform these miracles in our life. There's a few scriptures I wanted to talk about. Jeremiah 32, verse 27, it says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? In this scripture, it talks to us about how nothing is too hard for Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. Nothing is. We can ask for whatever it is. We just need to ask. In Luke 18, verse 27, it says, And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Are we putting our thought processes too much on the flesh? In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So if we believe it, then it is possible. Matthew seventeen twenty it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Do we have faith even as small as a mustard seed? A lot of times people think that it requires a ton of faith, a ton of spirituality, the hands of our Savior and our Heavenly Father in our life. 
But in this verse, it talks about we just have to have the faith of a mustard seed. It just needs to be small, but we do have to have faith. And as we use this faith, it will start to grow. And the more faith we have, the more miracles that can happen in our life. So what miracle can you ask for today? What do you need help in in your life? I promise you that if you ask in faith, knowing that these things will come about, and attach yourself from what the outcome is, you will see miracles pour down upon you. You will see his hands in everything that you do. When we start to want to control the outcome, the miracles have to stop. And we will not see these miracles in your life. With my friend's text that she sent me, she said that her miracle happened immediately. Most times these miracles don't happen immediately, but they happen over time. And it's our faith that gets us through this time. Seeing how it is being worked out in our favor with each step. We are so used to just taking a pill or giving me this or what's the new product out there that's going to create this miraculous change in my life. But most miracles don't happen immediately. It's hardly ever going to be just a quick fix. But you will be led to understanding that will help you to bring about this miracle. Our Heavenly Father wants you to know that He is part of your life. And by asking for these miracles and including Him and giving Him the glory that you know that this could not happen without Him allows you to be able to see His hands in your life. I want you to know that you are never broken enough to have faith. And you are never broken enough to ask for miracles. Miracles have not ceased, but they are increasing every day. But it is up to you to ask. You have to ask for these miracles. And as you begin to ask, you will be able to see them unfold upon you. So ask yourself, what miracles can you ask for? And then let the journey begin. I will see you next week, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Bring the Light podcast. Please like and share this podcast with those who want to make this world a beacon of light. Our search for light increases when we recognize when it shines in our lives. Remember, you hold the power within. It is your time to shine and make this world a brighter place.